Hello. Hi, it's me, Stephanie. Welcome to Investivision, a podcast meant to complement my work in progress blog at www.invest-a-vision.com. What is Investivision or IAV? IAV is a project long in the making and is meant to be a platform to be used as a discussion forum when defining visions and or goals and what it takes to achieve them, the investment part. The word vision encompasses so many things, not only goals, but imageries, curiosities, and futurisms. Invest conjures up mostly things associated with finance, but we invest time, energy, creativity, our imaginations, as well as ours and others' money. And so investing can easily fit in the world of vision. Investing time, energy, imagination, creativity, and of course money requires the investor to expect optimal returns. And the financial investor would, of course, prefer maximum returns. Let's explore together how we can optimize our returns in all our walks of life through discussion, exchange, and action. Let's get going. Welcome to episode number six. Let's welcome Pooja Ghosh, another Mercury Toastmaster colleague. Pooja comes originally from India, and after living in 12 cities in 30 years, she has chosen to settle in Berlin, Germany. She is an architect and designer and is transitioning into writing marketing copy along with working on an illustrated book. It's all about storytelling. Pooja will describe her vision and goals and how she is investing to reach her fullest potential, her own investivision. Hello, Pooja. Let's explore how your story transitioning from an architect designer to writing marketing copy and illustrating a book is transforming your future perspective, fulfilling your dreams. Let's start with what is your vision? Hi, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. My vision is to tell a good story, be it written or illustrated. And I have found that in my life, all roads have always led to this point. So that is the focus, hopefully, for the rest of my life. Telling stories. Yeah. And how has this realization of telling stories changed or adjusted your perspective, given your past experiences? Well, I had studied architecture and then design from the Glasgow School of Art. So as expected, for a good four or five years after, I was working on designing spaces and I was working in the UAE at that time, so Abu Dhabi and Dubai, and it's a great place to build. So I worked on a number of projects from schools and transport terminals like the Abu Dhabi Cruise Terminal, which was actually a competition project to hospitality, um, luxury residences and hotels. And it was a very expected chalked out path. But way before that, when I was younger, I used to write my own um, picture books based on fairy tales that were read to me but that was when I was about three or four years old and as I learned the alphabet I just remember always writing because it came so naturally to me and it's something a lot of people connected to as well and helped me communicate with people Um, but sadly 
in India, these skills are skills of storytelling are not really taken as very um, uh, skills which are viable. So it became it had to become more like a hobby or something. Yeah, because the main focus of people is to be a doctor or an engineer or an accountant or take any corporate career, which is sure to pay you back. So it took me a very long time, about like a decade or so, to realize that when I'm designing a space in architecture, I'm actually telling a story through space. And that's how I'm defining someone's experience. And no matter how good you are as a bricklayer or at parametric design, when you're with your client, you can only sell your project with a story or because that's the only way you can connect. And that's how we connect to our ancestors, different cultures. And yeah, so it was a shift in the sense, initially I was writing stories or designing experiences in the form of stories through space. And now I'm just using the medium of words to do it. And yeah, it's a little different, but it's been a journey <laughs> and I'm still transitioning. So yeah. Yeah. And it's also what I spoke about last time, the hustle and the spin, and you are doing just that by redefining your your ideas and your concept by telling a story and everybody has their story to tell and to share and we can learn so much from each other in that respect so yeah that's um it's uh, it comes to the point where where do you think it's going to take you what did you hope to achieve with your writing just communication entertainment do you want to make it a a profession, a business where you can support yourself? Yes, absolutely. At this point, I am, I work as a marketing copywriter. So I do a lot of translation work, uh, a lot of uh, CRM emails, a lot of web copy for a fintech startup. That's my day job. And I really enjoy it because I feel it helps people connect to the idea of the startup. But of course, my main focus is creating my own um, books and stories and things like that. I, I do hope I can take it further and make it a lifelong career. But of course, that takes time. And the only goal that I have, because it's very difficult for me to like exactly pinpoint how this will pan out, is to create work that people can connect to, where people find answers or people find it just makes their days a little easier or like relaxes them so basically provide some sort of value to people yeah naturally and so InvestiVision is all about having this vision or having this idea or dream and putting an effort into it and making it happen seeing it happen and so what how would you describe your effort or your investment is it uh, qualitative or quantitative and 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 how do you how how do you define it well i love the idea that you put forward that in this podcast that investing is not just financial it's so many other things that you have to give in to your project so i can pinpoint it um, to three things if i were to like generalize <laughs> under three big umbrellas so the first thing I realized when I was starting out is the anxiety I have around time. So I have been, as you said, as I, as you know already, in 12 cities in 30 years. So 
that has made me really has forced me to pick up new cultures or new lifestyles and constantly reinvent myself um according to my environment and that's just yeah my that's just how it's been so of course that has always made me feel that i don't have enough time and i really found that seeping in to my work and i just could, i always thought i was running out of time and i never had enough time and i'd procrastinate and then i'd like beat myself up like oh my god i wasted the day or i would just like given too much and not give myself breaks and burn out and so that is something i really had to fix and like you know little by little like yeah let me see what i can do in the next 5 minutes so that's one of the things <laughs> i really had to invest invest in time management um the other thing i realized is that whatever you do is about people so whether it is you being at a negotiation table all day long talking to people or if you're cooped up in your basement coding all day long not talking to anyone at the end of the day whatever you do and whoever you are is because of people and i realized that a lot of negative thought patterns i had were also because of what I, because of like literally faceless nameless voices and in order to become a better version or a more authentic version of myself i had to fill my head with voices which are productive and constructive and a little a lot more kinder okay. so <laughs> i think affirmations yeah. absolutely yeah so i feel that sort of investment also uh involved a lot of eliminating <laughs> as opposed to more giving in so only when you eliminate um people who do not provide any value to you or who are actually bringing you down can you make space for people who can actually lift you up or strengthen your energy and yeah make you who you are and the third thing yes this is <laughs> this is actually an ongoing challenge <laughs> i tend to spread myself too thin um so the third thing is focusing on doing one thing at a time when i started out i wanted to do everything and i wanted to do everything now i wanted to ace all of it and of course that is not possible no one can do that <laughs> and i a little later learned that this has a name it's called shiny ball syndrome where you just run after the next big thing because you think you can do it and you have all the skills but um no so i do one thing at a time and i show up and i stay focused and i just don't give up or quit or say oh i'm not motivated enough so yeah that's that's the other thing so three things i would, would say would you call them milestones or um to measure if you're making the progress towards your goal or your vision um in with the, these investments uh the three points that i mentioned mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i think all three of them sort of work together so i have an accountability group for writing for instance and every week two people have to present and the others have to provide feedback and so because all of these people are also a bit like me they have day jobs and they want to write and get published and they are also doing their best it's more like you sort of bring together the right kind of people and also the aspect of time management where you're staying accountable to yourself so i think yeah all three of them have to work together to um help you achieve your milestones or even set milestones for that matter because i feel not always you'll achieve what you set out to achieve in a day and then beating yourself up about it also doesn't make sense so it's just showing up <laughs> over and over i find when you have these qualitative investment criteria it's also very difficult to measure you and 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 maybe you don't have to measure it it could be a qualitative outcome that you're happier you're more relaxed and more excited about the 
the next step. And and I think people underestimate that. When you talk, think investment, most people think in financial terms, and mm. therefore you have a quantitative return yeah. to expect. And you don't have that uh, to, to worry about, and maybe eventually you will. Yeah, I mean... That's the thing. When I'm writing for uh, my day job for the fintech startup, I know what to do because I know I have to complete these few articles in these few days. And it's like quite straightforward. I have mm-hmm. the guidelines. I know what, what goes in. And it's much easier to set um, time for each of the tasks. Whereas, yeah, like you said, when I'm on my own and creating something out of absolutely nothing, it's a lot of trial and error. So, yes, I mean, setting time for that is something also you learn over time because over time you also get faster. So yeah. same tactics. And yeah. you also can take what that discipline that you have in your day yeah. job and apply it yeah, to exactly. your more creative efforts too. Absolutely, yes. Do you think finding your authentic self, which is, I think, one of your goals, <laughs> yeah. can contribute to your life-work balance? Yes, I do. I I do think also that finding your authentic self and finding a work-life balance are two slightly different things. Um, For me, a work-life balance would be like going to five less events per month or say getting up at six on Sunday morning and working for two, three hours. And that's absolutely fine. I'm I'm absolutely okay with that. But for someone else that might not be balanced at all, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it'd be like a recipe for disaster. So... So for my authentic self, that's fine. And once you know who you are and what you want and you're authentic to yourself, it's easier for you, I feel, to set or at least start knowing what your priorities are. And once you know where your priorities lie, it's much easier to know where you want to expend time and energy. And once you know that and you know your limits as well, like, yes, during these hours a day, I'm really efficient during these hours a day. I'm not, I don't do much work. I can't work for more than so many days per month or I'll burn out. So once you know these things also, it gets much easier to set up your own balance because I feel everyone is really different, especially when you're freelancing. It it really differs from person to person. So in a way, yes, I do think finding your authentic self does help you um, balance your work life and life life better. Yeah, it's true, work-life balance. Do you think you can write a story about your experiences right now in this transition and finding and applying your authentic self can can you imagine that becoming a story this is really interesting because last year i did this course on blogging and i wanted to start a blog which helps people transition into writing fiction and then i realized I can write it, but then unless I have something published, it's a very phony idea and no one's going to be convinced. So, yes, I, I think I can, but only once I have something to show, it will be, um, yeah, it will speak for itself. It'll be worth its salt, rather. Yes, I could. Yeah, I could definitely write a speech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because this is, um, when it comes to storytelling, yeah. it's, I'm discovering myself that you take any experience as simple as it can be and you can make it a story absolutely and that day I was listening to this master class and Salman Rushdie the writer he says once a child's needs are met like food water shelter the first thing he says is or she says is tell me a story so yeah that's just how you connect 
every experience so i completely understand yeah yeah that's yeah. interesting too he yeah. just came out with a book as well oh he did he's okay. come out with a new book yeah so let's go on to the fun part how do you have fun and can you imagine one of my my personal goals is getting paid to play so you have fun doing something and you can you can make make a living out of having fun and that should be I guess everybody's idea of having fun do you uh, do you have how do you have fun? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, this is a really good question. A question, sorry. I think about 10 years ago, the first time, this is the first time I actually got paid to have fun. My parents, <laughs> my parents were remodeling the house, the kitchen primarily, and there were all these ceramic tiles which were piling up. And I was like, I'm going to paint on these tiles. And then at, at that point, I was transitioning. I mean, I just completed college. I was looking for a job. So um, every spring in Calcutta, there's this little flea market sort of thing. It's about two days long. And it's in this women's destitute shelter, I think. So I was like, yeah, that's where I'm going to apply for a stall and I'm going to sell these. And then, of course, I, I painted on those tiles and I chamfered the edges and put this sort of padding underneath it. And I think I also... Um, created a few small canvas paintings and I got a stall like I managed to do all of that and yeah it was a great two or three days and I even made a slim profit so yeah it was it was a lot of fun so um, I have in the past um, also written stories for this app which was in the form of this um, chat window it's called chat fiction um, so yes I have been paid to play in the past but I do understand that once I am doing it all by myself then it's just I have to focus a lot on staying consistent with my brand whatever that may be I mean I, I guess it'll evolve developing yeah yeah you just start at one point and it just evolves so um yeah I think a good starting point is of course having your own community and a good social media presence but beyond that any sort of I think all artists need some sort of marketing and I would have to hire someone who's much better at me than me at that. Yeah, yeah. Think? Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, an, I think an agent. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Don't don't you feel so okay? You're planning to self-publish, so you'll be doing that on your own, which I feel is incredibly brave and amazing. Yeah, maybe I'll just hire you. Then. Well, that's the part <laughs> that I actually look most forward to. Is, oh, that's that's is great. selling because that's my fun. That's oh. my version of fun. Yeah. And when I talk about being paid to play, it's actually just having a work process or mm -hmm. a job that you just thoroughly enjoy. Yeah. And you do it much better because you're so happy and yeah. and that's what's contagious. People are immediately attracted Absolutely. to yeah. having uh to be able to share that joy. Yeah. You're in your flow state and you're in a flow state. Yeah, yeah that's a perfect yeah. way to put it. So it's yeah, it's the the last question I have for you is if, if you can imagine your storytelling becoming contagious or I call it going viral that you you <laughs> can tell a story and people just pick up on it immediately and and spread it like that. And uh, some people, when you talk about startups, they talk mm. about is it a scalable yeah. concept? Or and uh, in, in in your case, I would say, can your story go viral? Because <laughs> maybe that's all of our dreams of yeah. going online and becoming viral. And can you imagine that? And if it's 
and will it be intentional or will it be accidental or will it be uh, maybe just happen and is it is it important yeah oh is it oh my god that's a lot of questions i'm just wondering if how many viral stories were actually um not staged but um constructed or planned so um i i don't know this is a really hard one because while writing marketing coffee i realize it's Well, it's sort of straightforward in the sense that you have to know your target audience. You have to answer the question that they're asking in their particular vernacular. And then to make yourself visible on Google, you have to apply a lot of SEO research. And then, I mean, you've done, you've ticked all the boxes and and it's out there. And of course, you're not alone. You have a user research team. You have an SEO team, which constantly updates the SEO. You have copywriters, you have editors. And it's a lot of people... Um, designing the content so as to make it go viral and reach uh, the public but of course with artists it's a whole different thing and it's you're pretty much all on your own and it's a little hard to design an experience like that and I, I actually know a handful of people who read fiction I feel non-fiction books are somehow more popular but anyway mm. so I'd love to say this incident which happened took place when I was in New York City in 2017 and I had just reached there and I was really jet lagged and it was late at night and there was this guy in the hostel kitchen and he he was really nice very well read and very erudite and he was like so who were the new Indian authors and I, I name a few that I know and he's like no well they're already quite old I mean who are the new budding Indian authors and I'm like I, I could just think of one or two people and I thought yeah, maybe that's why, because this is, writing is not scal- scalable in India. Writing is not, like I said, it's more like a hobby. And I felt kind of sad. And at that point, honestly, I didn't even have any intention of becoming a writer or anything. But I just felt really, really sad. So, yeah, it's very hard to, going back to your question, it's very hard to say if I'll ever be viral. But to get the ball rolling, I think, a good idea is to create, start having a social media presence and creating your community and putting your work out there, just putting yourself out there, which is something um, I have to uh, accelerate at this point. And then just keep doing it every single day or try showing up every day. Yeah, Just well, pushing the send button is one of the dip, most difficult <laughs> it exercises is, is just getting it out there and, yeah. and being brave and subject to... Yeah, the responses. Absolutely. So. I think on social media, it's just, it can go both ways, isn't it? It's very unpredictable and you're just out there in front of so many people. Yeah. 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 So storytelling to me is, is the future. It's what we all want to mm-hmm. develop in our own way in order to promote ourselves, but also promote uh, good things in a way. Yes, uh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I think we'll be doing this together Pooja I'm so excited (laughs) because I'm sort of in the same mode hopefully to be in the same mode is there anything else you think you would like to highlight with Investivision and uh, wow this is a good question (laughs) Um, you caught me off guard (laughs) what I would like to highlight with Investivision I feel um, a lot of investment yourself, yeah. actually evolves around eliminating, even though like people think investment is like putting in energy, putting in money, having something come back to you. It's like gaining something that grows and becomes more. But I feel like a lot of investment is actually 
cutting or burning bridges or cutting off people or cutting off old habits or old uh, thought patterns or yeah yeah I think a lot of it is actually eliminating more than putting it's a, in a great point <laughs> and it also allows a, a lower basis to grow from yes and, and, yes and therefore the returns can be much higher and that's it's also very difficult yeah it is yes so I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much, Pooja. It was a very enlightening discussion. We've all learned a lot. And I've learned two things from doing these episodes. Every picture, every experience tells a story. And every story is unique from the perspective of how one experiences it, either as a painter, or author, or viewer, reader, or as a storyteller or listener. Secondly, the trend towards independence and work, which is what we're trying to experience now. And life is really about having dreams. So rather than simply goals and making them come true. Imagine the unimaginable. Dream on, everybody. And I just want to say you can follow Pooja on Instagram at understroke, right? Yeah. Understroke being understroke pg or visit her website which is in development yes i just put the domain name and i'm excited yeah it's called www.beingpujagosh.com so uh, we look forward to seeing your development So please stay tuned and visit www.invest-a-vision.com and click on the podcast link to express your feedback and ideas. I look forward to your participation next time. And until then, auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye.